This is the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpor, and right here on Apple Podcast. And please make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, if you haven't done any of that, we post great content throughout the weeks on Twitter, Instagram, some nice cool polls on our Instagram and Twitter that keeps you guys into our stuff. And also on the YouTube channel, if you haven't watched our new video yet, it predicts the whole NFL playoffs. I know we've gotten some wrong, but if you watch throughout the video, it tells us, it will tell you who we think is going to the Super Bowl and who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. So if you haven't watched that video yet, that link is in the description to the channel. Make sure you go check the video out. Drop a like, drop a comment. That's always appreciated. And JR, we had a great weekend of football in the wild card round. We had six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. It was called Super Wild Card Weekend. Both of us struggled in our picks, which is not the norm because I would say throughout the year we have done pretty well. I went three and three in my picks. Some of the games I got wrong was I got the Rams Seahawks wrong. I got the Ravens Titans wrong, and I also got the Browns Steelers wrong, which most people did probably. Jer, how did you do in your picks? I did even worse, and I went two and four. Uh, I got the same picks that you got wrong. Plus, I, I chose the Colts over the Bills, and so I got that one wrong too. Yeah, it was a tough weekend, and obviously, guys, we'll be definitely picking the division around picks. And if you're used to our normal show on Apple Podcast, this one's going to be a little different. When you're not going to do our normal winners and losers, we found that that wasn't important enough to do this in the playoffs. And obviously, we would not be doing fantasy sleepers because fantasy season is over. So what this episode is going to be and what the episodes are going to be for the championship round and the Super Bowl, is basically, we're going to be recapping the wild card weekend. And then we'll be, and then we'll be doing our picks for the divisional round. So we'll recap each six games for the wild card weekend, and then we'll move to the division round to preview and pick each of those games. I know we usually only do three three recaps from the past week, but we'll do six, and then we'll pick the divisional games. Jared has talked about the Colts, so let's get into the Colts-Bills game. That was the first game of wild card weekend. That was the two-seed Buffalo Bills versus the 10-seed, uh, 10-seed, excuse me, seven-seed Colts. The Bills defeated the Colts 27-24. to JR, give me your thoughts on the game. Well, yeah, I know I picked the Colts to win because I just I thought the Colts were like a solid opponent for the Bills. But if you didn't and you thought the Bills were winning, like this was a much closer game than you probably expected. Because um, Phillip Rivers played well up until like the very end where he like, couldn't like really get that like, uh, game-tying field goal. But they had that run game going. John- Jonathan Taylor played well and so did Naeem Hines. And like he threw for over like 300 yards, which I – didn't think he'd be doing felt for failed rivers, but like he, he was able to keep up with the bills in this game. Um, and then Josh Allen played very well. Uh, he threw for over 300 yards to two touchdowns. And it was just like, you could tell that he was much better than Philip rivers, even though Philip kind of put up similar stats, but he just, he was running the ball. He was the leading rusher for the bills and so that's like my main takeaway from the Bills is that they didn't really have a run game going. And I think that hurt them, especially when they were up in the second half. You know, sometimes teams just like run the ball, like control the tempo, like kind of set the pace for the win. And they really couldn't set that, establish that run. So I think that hurt them down the stretch. And Stephon Diggs had a crazy game. He went off again. That's obviously uh, Josh Allen's favorite receiver. But that the ending of the game was – 
a really like it was a really good ending, especially to start off the the playoff weekend. So I, I want to hear your thoughts on that like ending coming from the Bills fan. Yeah, so coming from a Bills fan, in a sense, I was super stressed out. Like I wasn't just watching to like take notes or prepare for the show or just like information. I was obviously locked into the game because I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. As you guys listen and follow our podcast, you guys know. Um, and I also have never seen my team win a playoff game. Last time we won a playoff game was 1995. So I was locked in my basement by myself, the door closed, super stressed out. You know, it sounds kind of lame, but that's what I was doing because I just didn't want to be around anybody. And I was stressed out. But yeah, the takeaway from the end of the game gave me a heart attack. I, I didn't know I was going to survive it. And there was one thing, and I only blame the refs in a lot of sports because there's stuff you can do throughout the game that you could, probably could have done better if you're going to blame the refs. But I know Jared knows this. At the end of the game, that fumble that they overturned, or not that they overturned, that they kept not a fumble, I thought clearly was a fumble. And Jared, give me your thoughts on do you think if that was a fumble or not before I just keep going. Yeah, I mean, in my thoughts, like he caught the ball, he went down, no one touched him, and then he tried and to get stood back up. up. And he stood up and then they stripped it out of him. So, yeah, I was – very shocked they did not call that a fumble and that could have been very that was like something like the bills will look back on like 10 years from now like if they didn't win and then they go back on like not winning a playoff game they're gonna be like yeah it was like it was the missed field goals and now it's like it was that fumble that was a was a fumble that they called he was down so yeah that would have sucked yeah because what jordan porter did was kind of smart the guy obviously shouldn't want to catch the ball but he caught the ball and he was down and then he got up which is allowed in the NFL because it's not college football. Mm-hmm. And then Poyer ripped at him when he was off the ground and nobody touched him when he was on the ground. So I, did, I didn't know. So after I like saw the replay, oh my God, we won the game. It's a fumble. Yeah. And they don't overturn it. And I was sitting there in shock. I'm like, how the heck do you not overturn that? Like, it's clearly he didn't touch him when he was on the ground. He was clearly up and it was clearly a fumble. So I was pissed off and I was like, okay, there's like 15 seconds left. And Obviously, the Colts did nothing towards the end of the game. They kept throwing to the sideline, which is smart, but they just did nothing. Like, the Bills played the sideline really well, and then that Hail Mary, which gave me a heart attack because and nightmares of the Kyle Murray Hail Mary. I'm like, we can't lose a playoff game like this. We can't lose a playoff game like this. But didn't even make it to the end zone. So that was kind of happy. Threw the ball into, like, a three-yard line, and Micah Hyde batted it down. So I went bananas. I was super excited. But, yeah, the takeaway from, like, the whole game, look, Josh Allen played great, and he's played great the whole year. He was 26 for 35, 324 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was a pass rating of 121, which was the best out of the quarterbacks from this whole weekend, which was great. The run game, well, hasn't been great all year. And Jarrett is correct in the sense of him saying that the run game in the second half was a problem because, yeah, you're up 14, you're up 11, eight minutes left, whatever the heck it was. You're supposed to run the ball, take some time. The Bills don't really do that, and they don't really have the capability of doing that. Zach Moss did get injured, wasn't having a great game. He was having a great game, but passing game, four catches for 26 yards, but his rushing wasn't great. Singletary came in, had a couple good rushes. He's going to be the lead back on Saturday against Baltimore because of Zach Moss being out for the rest of the playoffs. But they use Josh Allen's legs more than I kind of like. I like Josh Allen running in the sense of where he has to, where, like, oh, the play breaks down, needs to scramble, not like the stupid design runs, runs them into the back of like a D tackle's head or something and it just gets a concussion. It scares me every time, but they used it and Josh Allen obviously was fine. 11 carries for 54 yards. 
and a TD. He had a great game. Diggs played great. Gabe Davis, who had a couple of nice little toe drags by the sideline and a nice handful of those. Beasley played great with a knee injury. He had the most catches on the Bills. John Braun was a non-factor. And that first touchdown to Dawson Knox where it was a run play and then he kind of fell and they threw it up was great. But the Bills defense was not good. I think the run defense was kind of better than I thought. Mm-hmm. I know the stats look at it. You're like 163 yards, 5.4 yards per average. But the one he went at 3.7 yards per average to Jonathan Taylor. Like, I think that's not horrendous. That's a pretty good stat line. But then Naeem Hines absolutely killed them on the ground game with six catches for uh, six catches, six carries for 75 yards and averaged 12.5 yards per carry. So that kind of hurt. And Bills just couldn't stop the tight end. Jack Doyle had seven catches. Trey Burton had three catches. And Mo Ali Cox had four. Those are all the tight ends. Like they had out of the 27 uh, completions by Phil Rivers, they completed 14 to tight ends. So is that more than half? Yeah, that's more than, nope, a little less than half to tight ends. So that's the biggest problem. And hopefully that's fixed against Baltimore. But we all know the Bills are going to be locked in on that Baltimore run game. So overall, it was a good Bills game, but wasn't the best on the defensive side. Yeah, I agree. I think the big thing the Bills need to clean up is that, you know, when the, when they like score and then they kind of need to get a stop, like the Colts just took it down the field in like a minute. Yeah. You know, like that. I mean, I think for like for the Ravens matchup, well, that's a different story. But for the Ravens matchup, once you get ahead of the Ravens, it's hard for them to catch up. So like that's probably your main goal. It's because they're like more of a run focused team, so they're going to take time on their drives. So like once you get ahead, you're kind of in a good position. But yeah. We're also like watching the game and like in the fourth quarter, the Bills take a 14 point lead and you're like, okay, the Colts have had a, have won the time possession for the whole game. You're like, okay, it's fine if you let up a touchdown here, but make it take six, seven minutes, right? Don't make it take a minute and a half. That's exactly what the Colts did. The Colts had two yeah. possessions towards the end of the game that resulted in two touchdowns that were under three minutes. They were under three minute drives, each of them, yeah. which is a problem. There were six, seven minutes each or one of them was six and the game doesn't even end like the way it ended. Like it doesn't yeah. even happen. It's just out of time. So that's what uh, the Bills kind of struggled at. Like, well, let them get it. Not let them get a touchdown, but if they're going to get a touchdown, don't let them score in two and a half minutes. Like make them take five, six, seven minutes off the clock. Make it tough for them. Make it every third down. So the Bills did not do that. But first playoff win since 1995, I was not complaining. I was really nervous. Bills got the dub. Not going to complain completely complain the defense obviously we have work to do with a tough Baltimore team on the divisional round but as always the offense played great as it did this year so is there any other thoughts on the game before we move on no yeah it was it was a good game um I thought the Colts had a lot of opportunities they just didn't come up and it's gonna come to question like Phil Rivers is their QB mm-hmm. still next year you know and that stuff like that but yeah it was a good game overall yeah we'll definitely be talking about obviously free agency and stuff, but the Colts are, I think, I know Phil Rivers played great, but I think they're a legit quarterback being away from being a Super Bowl contender. Like, I really do. They probably, maybe they probably need maybe another corner or another. Well, they they lost three cornerbacks that game. So they didn't have any, yeah, you know. Yeah, but they probably do need another secondary help just in general. I think their secondary wasn't great this year, but their D-line's great. Their linebackers are great. Their running backs are great. I think Malik's great. So, okay. So they had some injuries in the back end. But they probably do need another receiver. I don't no, think yeah. why Hilton's a free agent. But Michael Pittman Jr. is a, a nice rookie receiver that had a great game. But, yeah, look, they're 
And there's definitely going to be the speculation, oh, do they go get Matthew Stafford? Obviously, Deshaun Watson speculation, they're not going to get Deshaun Watson because they're in the same division as the Texans. That just doesn't make sense if you're the Texans. Yeah. Um, you don't want to face them two times a year. That would just be awful. But knowing the Texans, they probably will do it because they've traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. But you also have to think, oh, Matthew Stafford, maybe Matt Ryan, maybe Carson Wentz, which has been rumored. You also could go to the draft, like uh, Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Obviously, they're not going to be high enough for Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, or Justin Fields. Most likely, you never know. It's the draft. So, yeah, that'd be a cool thing to talk about throughout the year just because of the Colts, how talented they are. And do they bring back Phillip Rivers or do they go in the young direction or do they go get like a Matthew Stafford or a Matt Ryan type of quarterback? So we will see. Props to the Colts. I know Chris Ballard said after the end of the game, the GM, that he said they played great and he's proud of the team, but there's nothing you can do to stop Josh Allen. And he was, in, he was right. They didn't have enough offensive firepower when it came to the end of the game. But props to the Colts. Man, the AFC is deep. I looked at the AFC compared to the NFC, and I'm going to let them say the AFC is much better than the NFC this year. No. I'm not saying the AFC team's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying I think the depth of the team, because when you're a seven seed, 11 and five, and the Bears are a eight and eight, seven seed, you kind of can just compare how yeah. the conferences are. Okay, Jack, moving on to another game that we both picked the Seahawks, and we were both wrong in this one. This game was the second biggest shocker to me this weekend. I would. Maybe you agree, the second biggest shocker. Yeah. Rams defeated the Seahawks 30 to 20. Jared, give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, like you said, this is kind of a, a disappointing game, um, especially like coming in, you knew the Rams were going to be struggling a little bit with that quarterback position. And it kind of showed, you know, Jared Goff, he played through his injury, and I respect that. And, but he didn't play like amazing. No. And then Russell Wilson just couldn't really throw the ball this game. Like, he was not looking like the Russell Wilson like we used to see in the playoffs. We're used to seeing, and like it was kind of like it's kind of. I know their defense is good, and then Aaron Donald got hurt, and they they still are bringing the pressure. But we're used to seeing like Russell Wilson do magic and like come back, come from behind wins, and like he just did not look like Russell Wilson this game. And then on the Rams side, because of like the, first off, John Walford got hurt. In the beginning, you're like, oh, geez, like this is definitely not going to be good for the Rams. Yeah. And then Jared Goff comes in. But then Cam Akers really helped establish that run game. And he's kind of like obviously solidified himself as that number one back on the team. So he was a big reason for the win. Um, and then they like they didn't have much of a passing game just because their quarterback had but a frac- uh, fractured right thumb and like and a dislocated thumb who's coming back from. But like it was – the main focus was like their defense. Seahawks really could not score. And then for first quarter, they didn't score nothing. They only scored like 10 points in the first half. And the Seahawks' strong suit is their offense because it's not really their defense. But uh, Aaron Donald solidified himself early. I know he got hurt, but early in that game, he was a he was a big presence. Uh, they couldn't block him. And then just that everyone like Jalen Ramsey, John Johnson. Uh, Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd had a very good game, especially when Donald went out. But it was it looked like a beaten up Rams team, and you're like, oh, of course the Seahawks are gonna win this game. And you're still waiting for them, like, okay, like when are you gonna do something? And they just never did. So that was a very disappointing game watching from the Seahawks' point of view. But if you're a Rams fan and you just won this game without like Jared Goff and I'm close to being 100 healthy. Like, you're pretty excited, especially 
hopefully next week he recovers better. Yeah, if you're the Rams, you're going into this game, especially as a fan, you're like, oh, we're playing with house money. I know the players don't think that, but you're the sixth seed and you're starting John Walford to start the game. You're like, oh, well, if we win this game, well, house money. I think like, we have an excuse, obviously, if you lose this game because John Walford started. Not an excuse, but like, nobody's going to be yeah. mad. Oh, you'll lose John Walford. So obviously, Jared Goff came in and he played horrendous. So you kind of had another excuse there in the sense that Jared Goff did not play well. But, but I mean, you got to like take in fact, like, what he was playing with. No, I'm not saying he put, I'm just saying in general, he, I, I'm with you. I'm not faulting the guy because of his injury. Yeah. I'm just saying he didn't play well in general. And then you look you're like, okay, Jared Goff didn't play well. And then Russell Wilson played even worse. Russell Wilson, Jared, finished with the worst passer rating in the wild card games out of all the quarterbacks. So he was the worst yeah. passer rating. You would never guess that. You'd guess John Walford probably. Or, and or... passer rating is probably the best stat. It's better than QBR. It's interesting. Yeah. It was a better, who's the best passer this weekend? Russell Wilson was worse than Lamar Jackson, Taylor Haneke. And Ryan Tannehill finished also in the bottom four, which is kind of surprising because I thought Omar Jackson played pretty well, but more in the run game than the pass game. Yeah. But besides that, for right now, um, yeah, the Seahawks did not play good. And you're, I, I'm with you. You're like, okay, Seahawks are the better team. When are they going to get in this game? When are they going to come win this game? Like Rams, you have you had your fun. Okay, let's see what Seattle can do. It was 13-3, and then they threw that touchdown pass to DK Metcalf when Russell Wilson kind of rolled out. And he kind mm-hmm. of just lobbed it up, and you're like, yeah. okay, they got a chance. It's 13-10, and then basically nothing else happened after that. For the Seahawks, they had a nice garbage time uh, field goal in the third. Not a garbage time field goal. The field goal in the third, and then they had a garbage time touchdown in the fourth to make it 20. But I think the biggest turning point in the game was the pick six. You saw DK Metcalf on the sideline yelling, just, yeah. I need the ball, all that stuff. Comes out, okay, you want the ball? Those on the ball. And the other receiver kind of pushed the Rams guy into DK with the ball. The guy picks it off and returns it for a touchdown. And if you want to pull an upset in football, and if you're the away team and you're playing with an injured quarterback, you need crazy stuff to happen. You need a pick six. You need a fumble recovery. You need a block punt. Something that doesn't usually happen to win the game to pull an upset. That's what usually happens. And that was the turning point. That pick six, the Rams defense got pumped up. And their defense is already really good, in my opinion. They're probably the best defense in the league this year. Or arguably, you can yeah. just debate whatever the heck you want. But that helped the Rams, and they just led their defense. And, man, Seattle was horrendous. Pete Carroll came after, at the end of the game or the next day. I was like, we need to be able to run the ball more. And I was like, dude, you got Russell Wilson. Stop trying to run the ball. I was like, you got to, like – I think the Seahawks need to change their identity. I really do. Like, enough with this ground and pound – Team. Like this is like they, they're too like, good on the outside. It's too good of a quarterback to be a ground and pound team. They're trying to be something they're not. Like I don't, yeah, I mean I like Chris I Carson. Say, yeah, he only got like six. Obviously, they were down for most of the game. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. They like Pete Carroll once said like, yeah, I want to solidify ourselves as like the running a running team. But like you have Russell Wilson. Like that's not what he does. Like don't no. try to be, make him something he's not. Yeah, it's like, it's like coming out and being like the Ravens Mahomes. and being like, no, we're going to be an air attack team. Yeah, with Lamar Jackson, like, no, that's not how it works. Or Patrick Mahomes, guys, we're gonna we're gonna be a, a running team. We're gonna only throw it on third down. We're gonna be a ground and pound. Like, yeah, okay, you got Patrick Mahomes, who's one of the most talented quarterbacks ever. Like, it's just, and Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks ever. Like, I know he didn't play good, but just in general, the how the style of offense, and I know the OC Brian Schottemeyer is people are like. Oh, should you be fired? I'm not going to call for somebody's job. 
which we probably have in the past. But I want to yeah, hear your thoughts. So, like, after watching this game, like, seeing Russell Wilson struggle, I know it's only one game. Yeah. But, like, do you think he's on a different level than Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, or do you think he's still up there after this game? Um. Look, if you told me, like, in week eight, like, week, week eight, week seven, when he was playing, he was like number one in the MVP at that uh-huh. point of the year. I was like, yeah, Russell Wilson's on the same level as Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. But how he struggled down the stretch – yeah, and how he struggled in a playoff game. See, there's something off the scheme for him. Still think he's a top five quarterback. I don't think like we're going there, but I think do think there's a drop off after Mahomes and Rodgers to the next Wilson and Watson, all those people. Yeah, and look, he's not like oh, you can't blame your talent. You got DK Metcalf and you got Tower Walking. That's some pretty good talent. This is probably the most talent he's had on, on the outside as yeah, a Seattle Seahawks. Thousand yard receivers, like yeah, and then you also got a really good running back in Chris Carson, who's a free agent, but. Let's see what they do there. But yeah, Seattle, this is a disappointing end. They were 12 and four. I picked them to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. I was super high on them. I kind of went on the whim, like, oh, Seattle, the Super Bowl. I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl in our last YouTube video. I had them going in the NFC Championship game. Saturday. Well, that kind of died quickly on Saturday. Look, I like the Seahawks. I like Russell Wilson. I wanted them to win. Obviously, they didn't, and the Rams deserve it, even though their offense looked awful. But, hey, we didn't talk about uh, Cam Akers. Props to him. 28 carries for 131 yards. Yeah. No. Only 4.7 yards per carry. But he's a rookie, and 28 carries is a lot on a rookie. So, props to him. He helped he the, offense. the offense. on his back, kind of. And, yeah, when they play Green Bay next week, they're going to have to lean on him because, man, if you get in a shootout with Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers, it won't be a shootout for <laughs> that long. So, yeah, if the Rams would have a chance next week, it's the same formula, Jared. Yeah. Against the Packers. You play great defense. You gotta get a, you gotta force a crazy turnover. You gotta do something and you gotta run the ball and, and keep like, Aaron Rodgers on the side. Jerry Goff, you gotta like kind of like chip away passes. You can't yeah. you're not really throwing it downfield. Yeah. So. Yeah, and don't I, be I nice say, for 19. Yeah, yeah. I wanna say uh as a Jets fan and Jets fan watching, we're happy because now we I think we have the 23rd pick now. Yeah. So we, we thought we were getting like high twenties, thirties, but we got that the twenty third pick now. That's much better position, so I'm excited. So yeah, that helped your draft stock. So I'm assuming you're rooting for, you're rooting for the Seahawks. We also rooting for the Rams at the same time. I was rooting for the Rams. I picked like I picked the Seahawks. Okay. Like I'm rooting for them. I just okay. yeah. yeah, we people root for teams different than they pick. But yeah, I'm with you on the Jared Goff situation. Like you got to chip away, make completions, good completion percentage, four yard pass routes. Don't like have to air it out every time. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good game next week in Rams Packers. Obviously, we'll give you our pick later in. The show. Okay, moving on to the final game of the Saturday Super Wild Card. This is a fun weekend, just in general. Yeah, ended Saturday night, especially Saturday. Buccaneers, Washington. Yeah, especially Saturday. Saturday was super fun. Buccaneers, Washington. The Buccaneers defeated the Washington Football Team thirty-one to twenty-three. A little closer than I actually thought it was going to be. Jr., give me your thoughts. All right. So I think the main thoughts on this game is like everyone's takeaway on Instagram, like was Taylor Heineke. Um, he played – this is like his first start, right? And he played – Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, at least start. He played very well. Um, he 300 yards. And, like, if you watch towards the end of the game, like he came back, got a touchdown, brought it within eight. Um, so props to him. He played very well. Uh, I don't know. Washington's excited. I don't know, like, if he's your guy. Like, he had one good game, but – that's a different story. Like he didn't play amazing, but he stepped up in the role. 
without Alex Smith. And then you're looking on the other side of the ball, and then Tom Brady, I think he played very well. Um, he kind of controlled the game. He had 104 passer rating, 381 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he looked like Tom Brady. Um, some throws you're like, wow, like, he's back. But, I mean, he's never left, but you know what I mean. And then yeah. Leonard Fournette, uh, without uh, Ronald Jones, 19 carries, 93 yards. He, he – I think Leonard Fournette is still someone that people are doubting. He's still someone like he's been like a top five running back at, in a year. Like he's still got talent. Um, people just after the Jaguars dropped him, people just put him like down. But I think he's still a very talented running back. So if they utilize him well and he played pretty well that game. And then Mike Evans playing with, I think like a knee injury. I forget what it was, but he, he looked hurt at some points in the, in the mm-hmm. game after a catch kind of limped off um but i just think the buccaneers they looked good i mean washington definitely stayed in the game their defense definitely like got a lot of stops but tom brady looked very well good and um i'm excited to see them play the saints but i i like what i saw out of tom brady this game they're definitely gonna have to step up their game if they want to beat the saints because the saints are just a better team but i know i like i liked what i saw out of them yeah i agree with you look the tyler henneke thing was nice, played well. Obviously, he's not the future in Washington. I'm just going to go out and say that. I don't really think it's much debate. I know it's fun on Instagram, Twitter, social media on Saturday night to see, like, oh, what he did and all that stuff. <clears throat> and props to him. He played great. Obviously, Washington's, I think, also similar to Indianapolis. I know Indianapolis had a much better year. Um, kind of a quarterback away from being a legit playoff contender. I know they made the playoffs, but, like, a legit team. Not, I know, 7-9. Like a 10-win, 11-win team. They get a quarterback in the draft or in free agency or whatever the heck they do. And they're a better team with that quarterback. But, yeah, props to Washington, man. Like, look, nobody gave him a shot in this game. You and me didn't give him a shot in this game. We both took Tampa Bay. We thought Washington had a chance just because of the sense of their pass rush and their great defense. But we thought their offense would falter. And that's even think we even picked that game when Alex Smith was supposed to start. So we even thought they were going to lose with Alex Smith. Taylor Haneke comes in. Not a chance. And look, they lost by eight. They covered the spread. Perfect for me. I took uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, Washington plus eight and a half. So I won some money. Or not money. I won I won that game, which was perfect for me. But yeah, look, I'm with you, Jared. Tom Brady finished with the fourth best passer rating of any quarterback this weekend. So he was great. Leonard Fournette, like you said, filling in for Ronald Jones was good. And the addition of Antonio Brown with two catches for 49 yards and a big touchdown was good. But Gavin Jarrett, you're right, played with an injured, I think it was a knee, and he had six catches, 119 yards, so props to him. Chris Godwin was terrible. I know he had a touchdown, but he was targeted 12 times for five catches, which is not the best uh, percentage there. That connection was not working at all that game. Washington on the receiving end looked good. I think Cam Sims, seven catches, 104 yards. Tamara Collins, really good, six catches, 75 yards. Logan Thomas, five catches for 74 yards. So Washington's close to – being a uh, legit contender. I think they're a quarterback away, maybe in the draft, like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, or obviously they can go the trade or the free agency route. We'll see what they do. But yeah, Buccaneers, Jay, you're right. They're going to have to step it up against Drew Brees. And I thought Tom Brady played good. I thought the Buccaneers looked good. Their defense was eh. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't awful. But props to Washington for sticking in this game. 
And look, it was it was an interesting game. And for a fan perspective, out of you and me, we wanted this game to be interesting because we have obviously had no teams like rooting for this, and we didn't want to blow out. And it never became a blowout. So props to Washington for staying in the game. And Jr. Antonio Gibson only fourteen carried for thirty one yards, which was kind of alarming for Washington. Yeah, I think that came out more because they were kind of like down most of the game. But I mean, yeah. first half, even if you're down, you still gotta got a lot of time left in the ball game. He's like he's probably I'd say maybe second best player on offense. Um so you definitely yeah. gotta establish that run a little more because that's how like it sets up everything else, especially for a team the QB who really never played before. It really helps out. Um so yeah, I agree. He should have should have gave him a bigger role, but he just didn't perform too. Yeah, and they didn't really use the running backs. Like, usually J.D. McKissick's been a great receiving back. Only two catches for eight yards and two catches for five yards. So it wasn't really like they would try to use the little short game a little better to help their young quarterback. But obviously, they did not. And Washington lost. And props to them for having a nice, nice solid year. I know seven and nine, it's kind of weird to see them in the playoffs. But look, they hung tough with Tampa Bay. With Tom Brady and but hey, the Buccaneers rolling into the division around with a matchup between Breeze and Brady, which is going to be awesome on Sunday, I believe. Yeah, that game's on Sunday, so obviously we'll be giving you our picks for that. Okay, guys, that's it for the Saturday games. Moving on to Sunday, the Sunday games were interesting. I would say the least. Yeah, you had Ravens Titans, you had Bears Saints, and then you finished off with the weird game in. <laughs> Cleveland and Pittsburgh, which we'll definitely be getting into in a second. Jer, Ravens defeated the Titans 20 to 13. You and me both had the Titans picked to win the game. Give me your thoughts on this game. Yeah, I actually had the Titans going to the AFC championship facing the Chiefs. So yeah, it was kind of a bummer for me. But yeah, I, I thought Derrick Henry he, he didn't establish himself. And that was like my main point. Like I thought Derrick Henry definitely established himself as a running. That sets up everything else for them. I mean, in the beginning, Tannehill looked good throwing the ball. They scored 10 points in that first quarter. They looked good in the beginning of the game. But towards the end, like when when I think Derrick Henry should be at his best after grounding and pounding at the end of the game where the defensive line is kind of tired, that's when he like does his best sometimes. Like he didn't do much in the second half. He he had 2.2 average yards per carry, 18 carries or 40 yards. Like his longest carry was eight yards. So, I mean, I think that was the main focus for the, for obviously for the Ravens defense, try to stop Henry, but for the Titans, like that's, I think the main point of why they faulted in this game. And then you look at Lamar Jackson. Uh, he, he didn't do so good in the beginning, obviously on the ground, he did very well, but like throwing the ball, not the best. And he kind of didn't do great throwing the ball this game. But, I mean, he had broke out for a couple long runs and kind of iced the game at one point. So, I mean, props to him. He he won the game for them. But hopefully he could figure out how to pass the ball a little better. Because, I don't know, for me, like, I like a QB that passes. I know we kind of disagree on this one. But he definitely won the game. He definitely led them and was the main crucial factor in this. Like, he won the game for them. But. I just wish it was, like, more passing, if that makes any sense. Um, but, yeah, Marquise Brown he's had a big game. He hasn't had – hasn't really lived up to expectations um, yet, but he stepped up in the playoffs. They got their first win. 
Um, AJ Brown played phenomenal, especially he played be- good in the the first half, especially that first quarter. He looked amazing, and like it looked like no one was gonna be able to guard him. And then he kind of like started declining a little bit. But yeah, I, I think the main focus for this game was that Derrick Henry didn't really. And I'm not gonna say he didn't come to play, but he didn't perform to the Derrick Henry, the MVP caliber player that we we know. You know. Yeah, so like the Titans are up 10 nothing in the beginning of the game, and you're like, okay, it's going to be a good game. The Titans are probably looking control, and you're like, oh, you're up 10 nothing. Now it's time to run the ball, take clock, let's yeah. get Derrick Henry going. And like you just said, the Ravens swung that. And props to them. Look, yeah, they had the game plan. Make Ryan Tannehill beat you, and he didn't. That's basically what it was. He didn't. And – that's the same game plan when it comes to like when you play Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Make Lamar throw the ball and beat you. And the Titans didn't stop the run. So they didn't stop anything. It wasn't like, oh, we take away the run game, make Lamar throw it over the top, and they didn't do any of that. So props to the Ravens. But yeah, I'm with you on the Titans. And I also thought the Titans play calling was a little conservative in the fourth quarter. I believe it was fourth down and one. Or fourth and fourth and like three, fourth and two, in Ravens territory, and they punted. Yeah, I was I was with you on that one. Yeah, and they got the Ravens. Titans got the Ravens got the ball back. I was like, guys, you got Derrick Henry. I know he's not having a good game. Give him the ball and let him go to work. And well, I, I think, think that the play before the fourth down, they it was like third and one, and they went with it. Derrick Henry and he kind of lost two yards. So I don't know. Like I think that's how it like happened, but like he didn't get it the first time. But yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that's why you pay him the big bucks. Like. And the problem is, like, punting, you're losing on the momentum. And obviously that happened in another game we'll get to in a second. But the problem is, I think that was just too conservative. Like, we're not really conservative. And, look, the Titans had a chance there. End of the game, about two and a half minutes left, down seven to tie the game. And Ryan Tannehill throws a pick. Well, so the Titans had a chance to win this game. Obviously they didn't. And I don't think the Ravens played, like, tremendous. I like I wasn't I'm not gonna go on a win and I know people are going crazy about it. And I think it's still a really tough game for the Bills next week. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying I, I don't think the Titans were not the Titans. I don't think the Ravens were all world. You I, know what I mean? I agree. Like Lamar Jackson was great, but outside of Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, the passing game was efficient, but it wasn't like, oh, blow your mind away. Finished with a 74 passing rating. That's the second worst pass rating of any quarterback besides Russell Wilson mm-hmm. this weekend. And their defense was good which they did stop Derrick Henry, but Ryan Tannehill didn't have the best game, but he was efficient enough in the first half, and I was surprised how fast the Ravens came back in that game because the Titans were dominating that game. The A.J. Brown touchdown to start the game, then a field goal, quick 10-0 lead. You're like, oh, oh, geez. Baltimore yeah. ends the second half, the first half with 10 more points. You tie the game going in half, and then it was basically all Baltimore in this game. I thought this game would be a little more high scoring, but it was a good game. I thought it was going to be the best game of the weekend. I don't know if it was the best game of the weekend. but Good at the end, but nah. Yeah, it was still a good game, but they bottled up Derrick Henry, which is very surprising in my opinion. And I just think it was weird for the Titans. And look, people people are going nuts about how Derrick Henry should win MVP. Whoa, whoa, let's slow the roll down. It's tough to give a running back MVP because, look, this is what happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Like 18 carries, 40 yards, and like 2.2 yards per carry. It's a little. I mean, you could say it's a bad game, though. I know it was a bad game at a bad moment to have a bad game, but. Yeah, true. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, obviously the running back can be so 
taken out of the game like so yeah. quickly and also in the flow of the game too like sometimes running back who's great only gets eight carries a game because they're down they need to throw the ball and all that stuff obviously that didn't happen with Derrick Henry because they got to keep pounding him and look props to the Ravens biggest takeaway from this game Ravens rush defense was great yeah the thing about next week against the Bills Bills don't run the ball so it's going to be interesting what happens next week well, I mean, you know, the Ravens, Ravens also have a passing view. So, the, yeah. like, I think they focus on the Russian game planning for oh, this. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. Just let's point out. Yeah, next week, next week, each defense is going to be focusing on one thing. Ravens team is focusing on the pass game. Bills team is going to be focusing on the run game. That's what it's going to be. Bills, Bills defense is going to be like, you know what? Make Lamar Jackson throw it over the top on us. If that happens, what are you going to do about it? We just can't let Lamar beat us on the ground because you're yeah. going to lose the game. Ravens are like, you know what? You got to make the Bills a running team. If Josh Allen's going to beat us throughout the whole game, we're going to lose because we don't have the offense to, like, kind of just score quickly. Your more methodical drive down the field. Like you said earlier, if you get down early, the Ravens get down early, like they did against the Titans, but even more down, you know, like 14, 17. Yeah. You're like, ooh, make them a passing offense. They're going to struggle. So exactly. we'll yeah. see how that goes next week. This was a great game. Any team who plays Lamar, like, should just have a spy. Like, it's crucial to have that spy, even if it's like, kind of pitting you at a disadvantage and like the passing off. Like, because at any point in the game, like he could break off, like you saw for like a forty-eight yard run. Like, yeah. So I mean, I think that's very crucial to beat Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson had that forty-eight yard touchdown run. Yeah, which was a huge run to tie the game up but two minutes left going into half to kind of give him momentum going into halftime. So, yeah, you got to keep him in the pocket. Yeah, I will say, I think the Titans' defensive line did a good job of getting pressure to Lamar. It was just at certain points. Like, it was he took out for the run. But throughout the game, they had, like, five sacks. I've never really seen anyone get five sacks on Lamar Jackson, you know? Yeah. Stuff like That's, that. Yeah, so I'm with you. I don't think the Titans were – that bad on defense, but their defense wasn't good this year at all. No, so yeah, I agree. does that say more about how, like, was the Ravens' offense not as good as we actually thought this game, or did the Titans just play better than we thought? That's true. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next week with the Bills and Ravens. Titans go home early as they beat them in the division round last year in Baltimore. Jerry, you and me were high on the Titans, thought they were yeah. going to win the game. You had them going to the NFC Championship, AFC Championship game. AFC. I had them losing the AFC Divisional round. Yeah, but yeah, we were high on the Titans, and that ended quickly. Okay, going to the second to last game of Wild Card Weekend, the Bears and Saints. And if you watched it on Nickelodeon, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That was a weird broadcast. Look, we're not going to get really, we're not going to debate the broadcast. But I watched a little bit on Nickelodeon. I had to, I had to give it a little taste. Jared, did you watch it a little bit on Nickelodeon just to get yeah, like, oh, like, what next going on? I'd, and sometimes I'd flip over Nickelodeon and see, like, what they think of the play because it was a little behind. So, like, I don't kind of watch the play happen in Nickelodeon. So, yeah, it was kind of it's kind of weird. But, I mean, it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it was super cool. I don't want to say super. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting. different. That's not the way I want to watch football. I yeah, get no, it if you're I, a I, young I, kid. I perspective. Yeah. And it was like, cool, interesting. Um but yeah, let's let's get into the actual game, not the Nickelodeon game. Jared, give me your thoughts on the Bears and the Saints. The Saints defeated the Bears twenty-one to nine, as you and me both expected. 
Mm-hmm. JR, I know you took Bears plus 11. You got screwed yeah. at the end. I took Bears minus uh, Saints minus 11. My brother took Bears plus 11. You needed that extra point to get you that push. <laughs> and they didn't get you that push. But give me your thoughts on that little end and then give me your thoughts on the game. Well, yeah, I mean, I picked Bears just because every game was pretty close, like usually like a one-possession game. So I, I was just, you know what, maybe the Saints don't destroy this game. So I took it, and then, yeah, I was so hyped when they got that touchdown. And I'm like, wait, the game's over. I'm like, they got to kick that field. And I was kind of pissed about that. But for the game, uh, I think this is probably, if Pete, if you agree, like this was kind of like the most boring game. Not you know, it was it was the most boring game out of all the playoff games this week. Um, Bears just, I don't know. To me, the Bears just looked like they don't deserve to be in the playoffs this year. Um, they didn't play well at all. They didn't even like, yeah, they scored a touchdown, but that wasn't garbage time. Like, so technically, they didn't even score a touchdown this game. Thought it was the first half, seven to three, very low scoring game. Like as I said, it's, it's a very boring game to me. But Saints. Drew Brees looked good. I didn't think he was going to look this good. I don't know, after like coming off that rib injury, like the game before, he didn't look great. He didn't look like Drew Brees. I mean, he looked good this game. I liked – I noticed it wasn't like dominant, but him and Michael Thomas started getting that connection back, and like that's scary to see if you're the Buccaneers. Like that was – last year, that was a really like top connection in the league, him and Michael. So happy to see him – get that connection back notice he didn't get sacked once he did get hit but like he didn't get sacked that was a big positive for the saints offensive line and then kamara he looked good he actually they used him in the uh running rushing game a lot more this this week usually they pass it to him a lot more and don't really give him the carries but 23 carries for 99 yards one touchdown he played great and then you kind of like turn the ball over to the the bear side david montgomery didn't look good at all i thought he was going to be a lot better but i mean that's a credit same with Allen robinson six care six receptions for 55 yards no touchdown like that's a credit to the i think the saints defense is a very underrated because they don't have like the marquee names per se i mean they have marshawn Lattimore, which people know from previous years and i i think demario davis is very underrated i mean they have cameron jordan too but i think demario davis he was on the jets before led the league I think he led the league in tackles. It was close to it. He's he's going to be everywhere on that field. He gets those tackles. He's a good leader, so I like him. And I I like the Saints defense. I think they're I think they're top in the league. I wouldn't say top like number one, number two, but they're definitely top five in my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, the Nickelodeon M- value. What's it? The MVP Nickelodeon valuable player. Yeah, Mr. Lefrisky. I don't know how he got selected. Um, Fan voting. Fan fan votes for Mr. Trubisky. Fan voting. I mean, I think the fans love what they saw out of him. 199 yards, one touchdown. Um, 13 QBR. They don't pop. Well, yeah, he had a high QB. Oh, QBR. He had a high passer rating. Yeah. QBR, though, yeah, 13.1. But we we kind of put that aside. We've we've said that. We've screwed the the QBR metric. But, like, I don't know what the fans saw in it didn't pop off the sheets for me so i mean yeah so mvp mitchell debrisky yeah the bears game interesting i know we just talked about the mvp which mitchell debrisky won and then akeem hicks finished second so maybe the five-year-olds need to start watching 
a little more football, maybe they tell their dads to vote better. But yeah, the Bears game, it's similar to the Washington game. Do we ever give the Bears a legit chance to win this game? No. Their offense looks like a third grade offense walking onto the field. It's not good. Look, Mitchell Trubisky is like, oh, I, I got a little hot at the end of the year, but he's not much of a quarterback. I really don't think, like you said, his stats are ready. We don't really need to go through that. David Montgomery wasn't good. And I'm with you on the Saints defense. That Saints defense is really good. The, th- the thing is for me, Drew Brees did not play that well. Oh. I think his stats are good, but like I feel like you can see how limited that off- offense is throughout the game because he can't really throw the ball down the field as he used to. They tried to break Taysom Hill in on a pass play. That went absolutely south with that fumble. So the Bears defense kept them in the game. Saints offense was good, not great. They used Alvin Kamara really well, 99 yards on the ground. He also had two catches for 17 yards. I feel like Saints, knowing Drew Brees, where he is in his career, needs to have used Kamara more in the sense of, like, short passes, get him in space. Would that be much better for the Saints? But, yeah, look, this is a game they should have won. We expected them to win, and they also did win. So they they checked all the boxes. A nice division a division win, a wild card win over the Chicago Bears. Like this game was probably the least interesting game of the weekend. Yeah, it was boring. It was boring. It was just not a fun game to watch. So, look, I don't know what to say for the Bears' perspective. If you're a Bears fan, you look like we fought throughout the game, but our offense was so limited. And I also thought Matt Nagy was so conservative with that play calling. Yeah. Wait, yeah. dude. You are the underdog in this game. You're an A and eight team. Like, you gotta make something happen. Like, give me something. Stop throwing these checkdowns. Stop running the ball. Like, like yeah. they did throw that flea flicker deep pass, and the limbs dropped the pass. That yeah. was kind of bad. So I give Matt Nagy props to that play because that play worked until he dropped the pass. But I needed more of that. I needed. Look, you're down to a Saints team on the road. You're an 8 team with not a very good quarterback. I know, like, oh, we don't want to push it. We want to try to keep us in the game. But sooner or later, you're not going to be in the game anymore. Like, you got to just – you got to take a little risk, throw the ball down the field. Your defense can only do so much. And that kind of screwed the Bears at the end. They made the playoffs. They're 8-8. But, man, the end of that, that – the back end of the NFC playoffs was kind of subpar with – not – I know Washington's not back end, but they're one of the worst teams in the playoffs. So was – Chicago, both teams got eliminated. Saints won a game that they should have won, and they did win. Jubis went good, not great. Take away the game, Mitchell Trubisky was the MVP, and so was the Nickelodeon broadcast. That was a great broadcast. But hopefully – imagine they had a Super Bowl like that. Like, that's the only way you could watch the Super Bowl. No, that would stink. That, that would uh, never be the only way. But, like, uh, I can see them having a Super Bowl like that, but it can't be the only way. I wouldn't watch it. I, I, I get Yes, you would. You need to watch it. No, 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 but if it was just oh, okay. The funniest thing is like to start the game, I was sitting there, right? And they were like, Okay, this is how you play football. Yeah. Six points is you get an end zone six points. You kick the extra points one. A few goals worth three. But if you tackle the team in the end zone, it's two points. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, if you don't yeah. know football, somebody turn this on and figure out how to play football. And the little young shouting kid kept popping up. Yeah. The game, I was like planning oh, what this is or like holding. And the slime, but the slime was like so weird. It was like delayed. It wasn't even that like, yeah. cool. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be like every time like they threw the deep pass, like you're going to see green stuff on the ball. Like I thought like, the ball was going to have a like, green stuff on it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really happen as much as I wanted it. Yeah. It was definitely different. I mean, it was, it was, a, 
was a kid perspective, but if I had a kid, I'm like, you're watching the real game and you're watching like Yeah, like if you're a kid, you still watch the real game. Like it was for like the young, young kids, I feel like. Or like kids was, like turn on Nickelodeon no, and expect to see a show and they're like, oh football. Let me see there was no game. dad that was like, Oh, I want to watching the game with their kid, like, oh, I want to teach my kid to play football. Let's put the Nickelodeon game on. He's not he doesn't want to watch that. Like I feel oh, like yeah. no, yeah. That's so <laughs> it was interesting. I get where they were going at. Not my cup of tea. Uh, not really yeah, your cup I of tea. I, I like Jim. I like Tony Romo and Jim Nance. The announcers weren't even that good. Noah Eagle was okay. I like Nate Burleson. I like girl, him. The girl Burleson. was. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know like her role in that. Like, was she supposed to be like someone who didn't know how to play football? Like, yeah, I didn't get the concept. It was, just, it was a weird concept. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to go bash with people, but I just didn't get the concept. The whole thing, and it was just. Yeah, it was an interesting game. Jerry got screwed when I'm not kicking the extra point. Yeah, that was, he didn't get the push. I got the minus eleven. That screwed you. You know what goals. screwed me is in my head. I I was gonna change my pick to Washington, but I'm like, you know what, the Bucks got this. And I I had the Saints, and I changed mm-hmm. it to Bears. So I basically, if I changed the Bucks pick, which I in my head I knew was gonna be uh, Washington, I would have been I would have had three points now. And now I won, so I. Yeah, I got two. If you guys know what we're talking, about, we have a pool with our one of our friends or a lot of kids we know that we do picks every week. Okay, and Jared got not screwed, but they didn't get they didn't get the push. They did not get the push. Um, final game of the weekend: Browns, Steelers. Wow. Yeah. This game was so weird and so confusing, and just. Crazy game. The Browns ended up defeating the Steelers 48 to 37. You and me both had the Steelers winning, not having the Browns having a head coach. Nobody gave him a chance. Plus to the Browns. But man, I think they practiced was terrible. Yeah, they didn't even practice. You're right. I think they practiced once, maybe yeah. not even. Plus to the Browns, but man, first point of the game, Pitcher Steelers snap it over the guy's head. Oh boy. Then a pick, 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 and then it just keeps coming. Like, it was unbelievable how bad Big Ben was. Jared, he threw for 501 yards. He threw for 70 times. He threw, like, almost 70 times. That's he threw 68 crazy. times for 500 yards. Yeah. Wow. Such that You know, that, that's called empty calories right there. That's 500 yards. And yeah. such yeah. garbage time yards. Like, I mean, And no- obviously, you better throw for 500 yards if you're throwing 70 times. Oh my God! They yeah. When people said the Browns, not the Browns, the Steelers had no run game. They meant no. they had no run game, like <laughs> no run game. Four touchdowns to four interceptions, and the Browns up big. You're like, okay, this game's over. Steelers march back, Jr. They march yeah. back in the second half. You're like, yeah. okay, it was a 12 point game at one point. It was a 12 point game. Fourth That's still not like. Before, oh. 12 minutes left, 12 point game, fourth to one at your own 46, and you punted the ball. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Give me your thoughts on that in the sense of like your own 46, and you punted the ball. Yeah. I mean, I know what your, your thoughts like at that point, you've been losing this whole game. This is like the one shot to give, like, okay, guys, like we can win this game if you yeah. get the conversion and then score. I understand. Like, yeah, you punt the ball, and then you're like, okay, now we, our defense hasn't been playing well all game. Let's say that, and then you're expecting them to get this stop. Like, yeah, I agree with you. And obviously, I mean, they lost the game punting the ball. I mean, if you probably you probably would have lost the game still. I think if they got the conversion, 
but you have to if you get the conversion and you score it's like a five who point knows game. that changes the whole yeah five point game it's a five point game with 12, and then like, 10 minutes left imagine what the browns are thinking like oh wow like we can't lose this game and they're thinking like we can't lose this game instead of let's win this game it's it's a different mentality and then yeah that's a big swing so i agree with you you have the whole momentum yeah down i think it was 12 or, i think it was 13 12 or 13 whatever you score a touchdown, make it a one-possession game with, like, 10 minutes left. But instead, you punt the ball, lose all momentum, and then they go down and score a touchdown and make it I, 19. I think their thoughts, or Mike Tomlin was thinking, okay, let's say we go for it, we don't get it. That's kind of game over, you know? But, I get that. Yeah, but, like, it was game over no matter what, I feel like. But – You got to take like risks. If you punt it, back. You, you trust your your defense has been a top defense this whole year. Eh, end of the year, a little shaky, but you trust your defense. If they get that stop and then you get the ball back, I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't. Know. He he trusted his team, and his team just didn't perform. Kind of. Well, yeah, the team was awful. But if you get that first down, let's say you get that first down, yeah. you score a touchdown, Jer. You're right. The Browns only up five now. You're like like ten, eight minutes left. You're like, this game is nowhere near to being over. Nowhere yeah, near. Yeah. Nowhere near. Steelers have momentum. Go get a stop, touchdown, they win the game. I honestly think they score a touchdown on that drive that they didn't get the first down on before they punted on, they win that game. I honestly think. I I, I honestly – I still think the Browns would have pushed their – the deep. I think the Browns still would have won that game, personally. After seeing, them, like, how dominant their offense was against the Steelers' defense, I don't think, really. But I mean, I think the yeah. momentum would have swung to a You're veteran right. Pittsburgh team and Browns with not a head coach – just blew a huge 28-point lead. True, I guess. To make it five, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to lose this game, and the Steelers get a stop, and they go down and score a touchdown. I really think that's happened. But – I don't think, like, Baker has that mentality, though. Like, I'm oh not saying God. he does, but I just think the whole momentum would have swung. Yeah, no, it, you, I agree with you with that. Yeah, totally. But, once, but Joe, once you punted it, the momentum swung right back to Cleveland. Yeah, they're like, okay, we stopped. Let's just score, yep. put it out. Put it. Momentum ended right away when it went back to Cleveland, and that was the game. I That was right there. Cleveland yeah. marched down, scored a touchdown, and they ended the game. And the Browns won a playoff game. Dude, and we beat the Steelers. What, the Bills winning first time since 1995. The Browns, I don't even know when their last win was in the playoffs. Bill Belichick was the head coach. Yeah, That was like 1996 or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, yeah. It was a nuts weekend. And the Browns, Jared, going into this game, have lost 17 straight games at Heinz Field. Yeah. And, and they only play once a year at Heinz Field. So that's 17 yeah. 17 years in a row losing at Heinz Field. Look, you got angle of the you beat the team that always beats you. It's like the Bills beating the Patriots this year in Foxborough or in Buffalo and all that stuff. Like you kind of got the monkey off your back. Biggest offseason question, Jared. What happens with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben? Give me your predi- quick prediction, way too early prediction before we go into the picks. Is Big Ben starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? You don't have to say who will be. Is Big Ben the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? I I think week one, you're telling me week one, who's the starter? Who's trotting out week one? Big Ben. Who's trotting out week 16, though? That's a different – That's different. Okay. I I respect that. But I know – I think week – like Big Ben's not retiring off this. He This will kill his career. You lose to the Browns. In the playoffs, they destroy you. Yeah. Like he's not retiring. I think maybe they draft like a, a quarterback and then start Big Ben. And if he doesn't play well, obviously it's 
game times over. But I'm with you on that. I'm I'm totally with you on that one. Yeah, I would have said the same. That's my prediction. I think Big Ben starts Week One. They have a drafted quarterback. It's unless they go out and get like Matthew Stafford or something. They're not gone. They get that, then Big Ben's done. But they draft like I've talked about Mac Jones, who I love, or Kyle Trask, or something like that. Trey Lance. Obviously, they're not going to be high enough to get Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, you never know. But yeah. as of right now, no. So you get like a Trey Lance, you let him sit behind Big Ben for a year. Mm-hmm. or And then you go from there, which is totally fine. So we'll definitely see what the Steelers do. And the props to the Browns, Jared. Props to the Browns. Winning a playoff game without having their head coach. And you win a playoff game, you got to face the Chiefs now. Hard yeah. task. We'll give you our picks in a second. Guys, that was it for the recap of the wild card weekend. Actually, super wild card weekend. There were six games, and we just broke down every single one of the game. Jeff, time for the final part of the show. Picks for each of the games. There's four games. There's two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Divisional round, let's start it off at 435 on Saturday on Fox. We have the 10-6 and six Rams with a six seed at the 13-3 and three one seed Packers. Who do you got, Jeff? Well, I think the Rams defense really played great against the Seahawks really stopped them that kind of won them the game, especially uh Cam Akers play very well. However, I don't think you're going to be able, Aaron Rodgers is going to play as poorly as Russell Wilson did. I think that's a big reason why the Seahawks lost. So I, I think the Packers are going to come, come in here with a win, but I mean, Rams props, the season kind of like ended kind of sucked for you, you guys, because like your starting quarterback went down, but like, you still won your a playoff game, and yeah. but I don't think it's going to prevail against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Their offense is too good. Yeah, I agree. Look, props to the Rams last week beating the Seahawks. Look, their offense was really inconsistent with Jared Goff. They have a great run game. The recipe to win this game, Jared, you got to run the ball game, run the ball with Cam Akers, and you got to play great defense throughout the whole game. I think they're going to do that for the first half. The second half comes around. It's, the Rams are going to need to score points through the air. They're not going to be able to. I'm going to take Green Bay, the one seed, to move on to the NFC Championship game and face the winner of the Buccaneers Saints. I think Aaron Rodgers is too much of the Packers. They had a nice week off. The Rams are super banged up with Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jared Goff coming off with a huge win against Seattle. They kind of did their thing. I know they're not happy. They want to win the Super Bowl, but they nobody thought they would beat Seattle. Nobody thinks they're going to beat Green Bay. It's only a six and a half point spread, which is an interesting spread. For that Green is very Bay. interesting. I yeah. might be hopping on the Green Bay little spread pick there. I kind of like that yeah. spread. But uh, with you, Jared, I am taking Green Bay to move on to the NFC Championship game. Moving on to the, the AFC game, Saturday night, 8 15 on NBC. We got the five seed, 11 and five Ravens at the two seed, 13 and three Bills. Spreads minus two for Buffalo right now. It's going to be 38 degrees and a little snow flurries. Jared, who do you got? So this is, as you know, like, I don't want to pick the Bills. You know, I, I just have a mentality where, because mostly because of you. But Thanks. Thanks. I, like, I, I obviously I'd like to see the Ravens win. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bills here. Like you said, the Ravens, they won that game. But it's, like, Tennessee Titans defense has been awful this whole year. And they looked pretty good last game. I don't know if that's, like you said, Tennessee just played well, or Baltimore's office didn't play good. But I believe if the Bills could just contain Lamar, um, their passing defense is very good, and I don't think he'll be able to pass on them. And plus, 
Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, let's say they go down, I think they could easily sling the ball and get back in this game. As long my my main thing is Josh Allen just can't make mistakes. I know he played very well last game, but like that last fumble almost like mm-hmm. you know lost you the game. So stuff like that. But I think the Bills come out with the win. I I'm I'm agreeing with you. Obviously, I'm taking the Bills to win this game. But the reason I'm taking the Bills is that it's kind of similar to you. I think the Ravens weren't as good on offense as people are proclaiming they were, especially through the air. If the Bills can just maintain or contain Lamar Jackson somewhat on the ground, then they have a chance. And I think they're going to do that. Last time they played them, they he kept them last year. He kept them. They kept them under 50 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Ravens beat the Bills last year, but. I was a different Bills team. It was a different Ravens team. They kept them under 50 yards rushing. I'm going to take the Bills as well. I think you're right. I think they get if they get down early, the Ravens, Bills offense is too much of a firepower to win the game. And I think it, the Ravens are going to have to throw the ball throughout the game. They're not going to be able to. It's going to be a cold one on Orchard Park on Saturday night, but I'm going to take my Buffalo Bills to go to the AFC Championship game. So, Jared, so far, we're both agreeing on the Bills and Packers are going to the NFC and AFC championship game. Guys, final two games of the divisional round at 3.05 on Sunday on CBS. We got the 11-5 Browns at the 14-2 Chiefs. Spreads minus 10. Jared, who do you got? Hey, the Browns played amazing. Against they the did. They really did. But I just don't see the Browns being able to beat the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs, best offense in the league. I just think Chiefs, like Browns played very well. If they could get that running game, like they always have been able to really do, mm-hmm. I think it actually it could be a closer game than we think. Probably. Or it could either be that or Baker Mayfield doesn't show up to play and just they oh, get like too, they're too amped up from a win. They just forget like, oh, we're playing the Chiefs. We got to like play ball. So I – I think especially because this is Chiefs' first playoff game right now, like people I feel like people don't really f- forget about like they're forgetting about like the Chiefs and Packers that they didn't play yeah. that week. And they're just gonna be like, hey, like you do realize we're still here and just blow them out. But I think it'll be a fairly close game, but I got Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, man. There's a recipe, like we said, to beat the Chiefs this year. Run the ball and play good defense. Browns have that recipe. They have a good defense, and they have probably the best running attack. In football, maybe Derek Henry aside, but like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb's the best two-headed running back in football. And I don't think it's close. I don't think there's anybody else anywhere close to that. So they have the recipe to beat the Chiefs, but Jared, will they? Nah, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I think people have forgotten about the Chiefs because they didn't play last weekend, as people forgot about the Packers because they didn't play. And the Chiefs haven't played well towards the end of the year. They should have lost to Atlanta. They lost to the Chargers, obviously, without Patrick Mahomes, but they should have lost to Atlanta. They didn't. I just think this Chiefs team is kind of slept on at this point, which is surprising because they're so good. Browns are going to keep this game close, Jared. I really do because I think Baker Mayfield will make enough plays, and I really think they'll be able to run the ball consistently, which will keep them in this game, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. But at the end, offense is too much. I am taking Kansas City to move on to the AFC Championship game. Jr. Final game of the divisional round. We got the 640 game on Fox. We got the five seed Buccaneers who are 11 and five at the two seed Saints who are 12 and four. Who do you got in probably the best game, in my opinion, of the weekend? I'm going to go. I actually 
I feel like it, I feel like the Bills Ravens might be the best game. I as soon as I said it, I realized what I, I forgot about the Bills. But okay, best NFC game of the weekend, which is yeah. not hard. Find the second best um, game of the weekend. I got Buccaneers. I have them going to the Super Bowl. Um, like you said, I mean, I thought Drew Brees played well. I know you didn't, but like, I mean, you were right in the fact that he didn't really throw downfield uh, much. Like he, his longest pass was thirty-eight yards. Um, mm-hmm. But Buccaneers look good to me. I I really liked what I saw out of them, and I kind of trust Tom Brady down the stretch. I know Drew Brees is known for being very he's very he's a veteran. He's been there a long time. I just like the Buccaneers to me. It's the overall team, the offense has more weapons than Drew Brees does. I know he has Elvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, but I mean Tom Brady's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I know he didn't play well, but Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. I just, I don't know I kind of I like the the Tom Brady Mike Evans connection down the stretch. I think they've been playing very well together. You know, even though he was hurt, I got Buccaneers. I know I just haven't gone to the Super Bowl. I have a feeling I'm going with them. So, yeah, I hate to do this, so listeners, but I'm going to agree with you. I am taking Tampa Bay. We have taken every single team correct. I really did not see this coming. I really thought you were going to take the Ravens over the Bills. I wanted to, but like deep down, like I thought the Bills probably will win. But hey, I'll be happy if the Ravens won. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I just think they're a better team. I I, I wasn't overly impressed with the Saints on offense. I know their defense is really good. But what do we just do them playing good defense against the Bears? But I do think their defense as a whole is really good, not just last game throughout the year. But Tampa Bay's offense, you got high power. You're going to hopefully Ronald Jones back with one in front of that. You got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is going to outdo Drew Brees. I think Drew, Drew Brees did not look as good as on the field. I think his stats were good, but I feel like there was some – Drew Brees wasn't great. I just think the Buccaneers are a better team. I know you had them going to the NFC cha- Super Bowl. I had them going to not the NFC Championship, but I had them going to the NFC Championship game in the beginning of the year. So I am taking the Buccaneers to win this game. Going to be a good game. Saints are three-point favorites. I am taking Tampa Bay to win the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Guys, that is – where, where did you have the Bills going like beginning of the year? I had him finishing 11-5 and losing in the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs. Oh, so you're pretty close, except for the Seahawks. The, Other than that, like... I had the Bills, Chiefs, Seahawks, Buccaneers. That was my final. Yeah, that's pretty close. I also picked the Vikings to win the division, so you can get me that one. <laughs> and yeah, also the Brock was making sure, the playoffs. Like you have three out of the four teams possible. Like, I'm not saying they will be, but three of the four teams could possibly be there right now. Yeah. And the Seahawks were awake last week. That was awesome. But yeah, I was. It was. It's early season predictions are always tough. So, but yeah, hopefully we did good on our picks, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the program. Um, we're gonna be keep dropping, um, YouTube videos. More YouTube videos are coming up. I know we're both going back to school, so we're gonna be super busy with schoolwork. And I know Jerry goes back in a week. I go back over two weeks. Both gonna be super busy with work, but we're gonna keep dropping you guys content hopefully youtube videos a little more consistent this semester than they were last semester i know my setup might be a little different so if you don't mind bed sitting over me while watching the youtube video and that's fine i'm not but obviously we'll both be in our dorm rooms and in not in our rooms at home but we definitely drop an apple podcast and there's once the football ends we're definitely gonna do some draft content march madness stuff some nba stuff and some other stuff Guys, hopefully you enjoyed the program. Jerry, anything else you got to say before we sign out? 
No, just hope you've been enjoying watching this, this playoffs. It's been pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and please follow us, Insta and Twitter, and uh, subscribe. Yeah, guys, please subscribe to DJ Tatum. Links in the description as well as Instagram and Twitter. Guys, this is the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rockland Trump on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, thank you.